Hey everyone, welcome back to the channel. You're gonna love this episode of Titans of Now, but let me tell you why it's extra special. We've all seen how more and more brands are making ServiceNow a top strategic app in their portfolio. This is going to bring levels of governance the ecosystem hasn't really seen yet. We're gonna feel that crunch hard and fast around testing. As ServiceNow gets wider and deeper, customers will tolerate fewer failures in an increasingly complex world of upgrades and code migrations. So if you're a customer that wants to annihilate some serious platform risk, or a partner that wants a serious competitive advantage, you're definitely gonna to wanna to listen to this whole show. Hey everyone, welcome back to my channel. It's so good to have you here. Guys, today we're talking to a super legit titan of ServiceNow, one of the earliest employees and a guy who's done a lot of stuff at ServiceNow and some even more exciting stuff since he left. We're talking to Jared Latham. So if you're a ServiceNow developer, implementer, architect, or product owner, strap in because there's going to be all kinds of insights in this one. Jared, welcome, man. It's great to have you here. Thanks, Robert. Should I uh, should I call you the Duke or should I call you Robert? <laughs> Some people are starting to call me that, so. I, I think yeah. I'm going to be one of those people. <laughs> At least it's memorable. It's good to have you here. Why don't you introduce yourself to the Now Tribe for those of you who haven't had the benefit of meeting you in person? Yeah, absolutely. My name is Jared Latham, and I am the CEO of DotWalk. DotWalk was founded by myself and a partner about two and a half years ago, and we focus on AI-powered regression testing tools for the ServiceNow platform. I, uh, I worked for 10 years at ServiceNow. I was a director of platform development there and uh, re really held a number of different roles over the course of you know, spending 10 years at ServiceNow. Yeah, so for people doing the math there, he's had dot walk for two and a half years, right? That's right. And he did 10 years at ServiceNow. So that means Jared Latham is certified, legit ServiceNow OG. So how did you get your start with ServiceNow? Honestly, I think I found a job ad on Craigslist. They were advertising. I started in the customer support department. It was my first job out of college. ServiceNow was not anywhere near name, but they had an office across the street from the beach in Solana Beach. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> I met some, some kind of, you know, it was like a crazy job interview where, you know, it was just very informal. And I went in there and I was in there for like six hours and kind of came out thinking, it seems like these guys are doing something that's, you know, legitimate. They're building mm -hmm. a real tool. It's not some, you know, fake business that is just trying to... Um, build the the next myspace or something at that time and and so i i figured if it doesn't work out i'll do something else and 10 years later you know it was just obviously a huge success huge success good times i just want to maybe dig a little deeper into stuff you've done in your time at service now so why don't you tell us stuff that might have surprised you about how the product developed like what were some of the projects you thought would really take off that didn't or stuff that you thought was never going to take off that became like super popular? That's a great question. I think, let me kind of start from the beginning. I, I worked my first two years working in customer support. The second two years, I was actually managing the customer support group for the U.S. And so, you know, I got to see how the customers use ServiceNow. And on the inside, we always saw, I guess, the potential of the ServiceNow platform. You know, the product is sold as, as a suite of applications, but the potential for it just to be used as a platform has always been there. Mm -hmm. And we always, you know, looked forward to the day when that would be recognized. And, and I guess it still hasn't, in my opinion. Obviously, 
everyone gets it mm-hmm. once they have the product, but I'm not sure that it's taken off the way we always hoped it would in terms of being like Windows is for the you know 1995 era where it's right. sort of this operating system but in the cloud right and you know that's kind of where i think we see ourselves as an early mover at dotwalk is building you know very sophisticated software that can run on the ServiceNow platform and helping to build out that ecosystem and and i'm not trying to say there isn't anything there obviously there are a lot of companies that are are building software businesses in the ServiceNow ecosystem i just am of the opinion that the full potential really hasn't been realized yet but it still can be i feel the same way like every time one of those new articles comes out we're like oh you know ServiceNow is now a, a platform for application development and people are building custom apps i'm like welcome to 12 years ago yeah. Uh, it's it's never news to me and it's never news to the people who have been using it for this long. It's kind of a paradox, right? Like it comes it comes in through that ITSM support paradigm. That's where the seeds planted and it grows from there. But that ITSM paradigm is not like that's not where like hardcore development gets done. And so it takes a jump sometimes for an organization is to plant the seed there, but then move to a position where they're using ServiceNow as an app dev platform. Anyways, um, just yeah. I, I really yeah. want to get to your to your dot walk stuff. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I hope I'm allowed to say this. You actually had a strong hand in developing the ATF framework, right? Yes, I, I did. I um, I championed the initiative at ServiceNow. You know, there's been angst around upgrades. You know, in terms of people needing to get through upgrades very consistently. You know, where people spend the most time with upgrades is on the testing. And we're not really, you know, making it up as we go. It's kind of a very well understood problem is how do you solve the issue of testing software? You know, people write automated tests. Uh, And ServiceNow writes a lot of automated tests, huge numbers of automated tests they use internally to test and make sure that they're not regressing the platform. But at the same time, customers are writing their own software. And essentially every upgrade, they're going through a merge of the latest version of ServiceNow's code and their code, they need to test the end result of that operation and they need to write their own test to make sure that their applications come out on the other side still working. So automated testing is the correct solution for that problem because while there's a large upfront investment to write an automated test, once you write it, you can run it over and over and over again and you know what we advocate for is running your tests nightly. You want to fail fast. Right. You want to scope down when something could have failed. If you run your tests every six months, well, it failed sometime in the last six months. Something I did broke it. You run them nightly, and it's like, well, I know something I did yesterday, and I remember what I was doing yesterday caused this. Right. Uh, so we advocate running tests nightly. So I, I championed the initiative and one of my teams built it. I, I have a little bit of code I wrote on it, but th- there's a great story. You know, Anson Mayers, who, who runs that team and, and his guys, they built the prototype for this thing in just a matter of weeks so that we could kind of present it and, and demo it and make the case for why this needed to be a thing in the platform. And it just, there actually was some question terms of prioritization, is this what we want to move on? And it just sort of silenced that, you know, it was immediately as 
extremely compelling because the team built it, it was obvious this needed to be in the platform. So I, I had a part in, in creating ATF and, and I'm a huge fan of, of ServiceNow's automated testing framework. Yeah, and for the Now Tribe listening in on this, I, I've been really excited to watch what's happening at Dot Walk, and I've just been like, oh, biting my nails, uh, just waiting for the day I could get Jared on to showcase what he's got because ATF is awesome. It's awesome in concept, right? But there's still echoes of not using ATM throughout the ecosystem. Like, why is there such a push? Like, let's get back to out of box. It's not necessarily because we don't want to add stuff to ServiceNow. It's that the stuff we add often comes at a risk. And that risk is magnified because we're not doing stuff like automated testing. Like nobody wants to stop in the middle of the road and spend a month testing their code just so they can move up to the next upgrade. But what we've done to compensate, and I think sometimes irrationally so, is just say, hey, we have to stick with out of box and nothing but out of box because anything else is riskier. But if we have... Yeah, that is such an interesting thing that you're bringing up because it's sort of like saying, hey, you're never going to have to take your Ferrari in for service if you just keep it in the garage. No kidding, right? (laughs) No, I mean, like, there's good customizations to do and there's awful, awful, terrible things to do. But I'm just saying in general, of the set of good, even, I think we're hesitant and cautious maybe because it's like, ooh, it's not out of box. But the reason we get the heebie-jeebies about that is because we don't, have solid investment in tools like ATF. Now, I love ATF, but there's something very difficult about it still. Like the capability is there, but it's still a very labor-intensive process. And I think you'll agree, Jared, that it takes a certain type of skill and a certain type of thinking to get right. Absolutely. I I think quality engineering is a discipline unto itself. And there are experts and professionals that work in quality engineering. And a lot of customers of ServiceNow don't have quality engineers on the team, at least with regard to ServiceNow. And what you mean is like quality assurance engineers, not engineers that are quality. That's right. No, I'm talking about people whose job it is to test and find bugs, not good developers versus bad developers. Right, right. Why don't we see what's under the hood? And uh, can you show us DotWalk? Absolutely. So let me go ahead and share my screen. Okay, product that we sell, Bootstrap, is a AI-powered regression testing tool that is complementary with ServiceNow's automated testing framework. And before I jump into the demo, I just want to point out the fact that the demo you're about to see is available from our website. You can actually go onto our website, go to the Bootstrap page, and you can do a demo. You can sign up and you'll be able to actually do your own interactive demo of Bootstrap and try it out on your own instance. So I'm going to run through it quickly, but if you're looking to better understand how Bootstrap works and what you can do with it, please feel free to uh, come to our website and try out a demo. First thing that we highlight about Bootstrap is that it is a ServiceNow application. It runs within ServiceNow without external dependencies. And all of your data, the reason that's important really is because all of your data stays in ServiceNow. You're not having your data get sucked out into another cloud. So you can click here. Bootstrap shows up in the left-hand nav and you can open it up. And then we come in and, and we're still in ServiceNow. This is a user interface that can be used for specifying what tests you want to generate, but you haven't left ServiceNow. So the first step is you specify what table do you want to test, and you can specify the task table, for example, and see all of the use cases for tables which extend tasks. So we come in here, 
And now we're looking at, you know, a list of tables and use cases on those tables. And each use case is defined by a collection of roles for a user submitting records on that table. So here we have, for example, Don Goodliffe as an example of a user with this set of roles. And if we want to generate a test for that set of roles, for that use case, we click it and you can click as many of these as you want, or you can do a select all. We're just going to generate one test here. Next is uh, you can generate for all the views or just for a default view, whatever the default for that user is. And then all of these are going to go into a test suite in ServiceNow's automated testing framework. And so you can give it a name and a description. I just want, I want to pause there yeah. and just marinate on something that I just absolutely love about this solution, okay? Where do these things go again? ATF, ServiceNow's automated testing framework. We don't try and build an alternative to ServiceNow's automated testing framework. We are complementary. They provide the framework and they provide that guarantee around release over release compatibility. We just write the test for you. The hardest part about this whole thing is really writing the test. There was a great webinar yesterday that ServiceNow did about a, a customer who built automated tests and dramatically cut down the amount of time it takes them to get through their ServiceNow upgrades. But on the on the call, someone asked them, how long did it take you to write all these tests? And the answer was eight months. It took them eight months to build the test. We write the test for you and you can immediately start taking advantage of automated testing on ServiceNow. We write tests that are 100% tailored to your use cases. The reason we call our solution an AI-powered solution is it because into your instance, it understands what are the usage patterns and use cases that exist on that instance. And then it creates a automated test that is customized to those use cases. And our test can be anywhere from 30 to hundreds of steps long, depending on how complex the use cases on any given instance are. This scratches a huge itch. I'm one of those people that I have that residual sense of shame that I've deployed a solution to a customer and it's like, wasn't able to get ATF in there. Would I even have been able to get the contract if I did put the time in the contract to deploy ATF? It's just the question mark on how much time it takes to do a good ATF deployment is working itself out. Yeah, no, it's definitely early days here, but mm -hmm. I think this is going to quickly become a competitive differentiator for partners doing implementations is are you providing automated tests that provide customer success post-implementation? We work with a couple of really fantastic partners, Aptris and InSource, around including this into implementations and providing it as a service to their customers. Right. I, and I think it, you could imagine a day when it becomes a standard for every implementation as you have to have tests to go along with it. Yep, I see that day coming. And, and the gauntlet is down for all you vendors out there. Two vendors that are already ahead of you and able to deploy this with their services, they can get it done a lot faster. So it's basically for the same amount of the time, maybe a couple percentage points off, they're deploying ATF as well as whatever solution. So catch up with the, <laughs> catch up with the other two. All right. So we generated a test. We can go ahead and take a look at that now. So it's in a suite. It's the only test in the suite because we only picked one. Kind of yeah. walk through what does our test do? So our tests are regression tests. They actually will assert the current behavior and then you generate the test and then you perform a change. So the kind of easy use case to think about is a ServiceNow upgrade. You go through a ServiceNow upgrade, nothing should change in terms of the behaviors of the applications and you shouldn't have a bunch of errors show up. So our tests check for both those things. Hey, Jared, for plebs like me, what do you mean when you say assert? Yeah, yeah, that's a... 
actually a testing term is it means you're just specifying a condition like you would in an if. Mm -hmm. But if the condition is not met, the test fails. Ah. Most testing frameworks will have a method called a cert. And you just add in a condition or you specify two values that should be equal or some relationship between them. And then if the condition's not met, the test is failed. And for those of you who haven't used ATF before, like I've done a few things in it. And to get something like this with 54 test steps is like not insignificant. I would say it's pretty crazy. And this is one test. And so what we like we've been I mean we were talking away while the while the AI was doing all the thinking for us and bam 54 test step single use case test and this is a out-of-the-box demo system mm -hmm. on a real system the tests are often much longer Additionally, we can generate hundreds of tests in hours, and we've actually generated tests on over 200 instances. So at this point I'm confident that Bootstrap has written more tests than anybody else out there kind of, you know, walk you through then what do these tests do? So they, they really are trying to detect changes in behavior and exercise lots of code so that we can find failures and, and dig up, is there something that you should be worried about as you're going through some change? And so our tests test both on the browser and on the server that there haven't been regressions in functionality. So we go in and we start making assertions about things like read-only mandatory and field visibility rules, as well as values that are in fields. And in doing so, we're testing you know, your security rules, your default values, your client scripts and UI policies. We start setting field values. Mm -hmm. As we do that, we reassert all of the different behaviors on the form because UI policies may say they've changed. We go through that until we've set all of the mandatory fields and then we submit the form. And then we start checking all of the server-side logic. As we were going through all that browser stuff, if you had a error on the page, then it will cause the test to fail. We talked about assertions as kind of explicit specifications in a test of what the behavior should be. But implicitly, the testing framework is also looking for errors. Did you just you know, call a, a ServiceNow API and the API changed? and now you're getting an exception because it expects three arguments and you're only passing in two. All kinds of things can cause errors. And if they happen while the test is running, the test will fail and thus you'll detect it. Right. And, and the thing to bear in mind is almost everybody out there using ServiceNow is testing manually. I've never talked to a manual tester who kept the error logs open while they were testing. <laughs> You know, oftentimes it's UAT testing. They kind of throw it over to the users and say, hey, let us know if anything's broken. Oftentimes the use cases aren't even documented. Those people certainly don't even have access to the error logs, let alone have them open. Right. So we have very sensitive tests in that way. Our tests are going to assert that there were no errors. Then they're going to look at the shape of the record. What were the values in the current record that got set by business rules and workflows, et cetera? And then we also detect related records. So you can see we're saying that there should be an SLA attached to the incident that we submitted in this way. And we detect related records that have some reference field connecting them to the current record. Yeah, I got to tell you, like, again, this is the most complex ATF instance that I have ever seen. And it took seconds 
off a demo database like yeah, thank, thank what else needs to be stuff. said right yeah well let's run it let's run it we're winding down here but let's go ahead and run it mm -hmm. but before i run it i'm going to do something i'm going to put in a business rule here uh-huh and we're going to actually simulate a failure oh cool you can see the business rule just throws an error got it but uh it'll give us an idea of you know what happens a lot of people haven't actually seen atf and just to be clear this whole time we've been looking at this this is ServiceNow's automated testing framework for anyone who's not familiar. It's just that we wrote the test here that went into it. So we'll right. go ahead and look at what does it look like when you actually catch an error. We'll run the test. For those who haven't seen it before, you get to actually watch the test run, which is really cool. It takes screenshots as it's running, so you and can go back and debug that way. The fact that you simulated a change to prod while we were talking almost feels like real life, too. <laughs> okay, test is run on the client, at least, but it's going to fail now on the server. There we go. And it submits the record that business rule runs, and it throws an exception. All so right. let's check that out now. All right, so... Sorry, I went pretty quick here. You can see it's telling us that it failed on the assert no server errors step, which, by the way, is a, a step that does not exist in ATF out of the box. It's a value add from DotWalk, from the Bootstrap product, is the ability to detect errors on the server. We'll detect any error on the server, no matter how disconnected from the, the operation it is. If, if it happened in a business rule, calls a workflow, calls a script include, inserts a record, runs another business rule, and it errors, We'll catch that. Awesome. All right. So you can see with these errors, if you kind of look down, you get the tech of the business rule that actually erred. Mm -hmm. the stack trace, if people aren't familiar with stack traces, these are debugging gold. But what it's telling us is where was the actual failure? And you read it from kind of the top down. This is where the error actually was. This is the code uh -huh. kind of coming down that caused the error, the code that called the method that threw the error. Anyway, so we know it's, Sys script, that's a business rule. That's the sys ID of a business rule. Mm -hmm. And then a line number. Take a look, E441. Yeah, that'll be the, the sys ID of your business rule. There right it here. is, right? Yeah, a um, line number two is where you threw the error. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So there you go. Um, that's you know an example of what it can be. And the advantage, again, is you can install this on your ServiceNow instance, and you can immediately start automating your testing and taking the advantage of this for your very next change, for your very next upgrade of ServiceNow. And there's probably loads more we could see, but I think that gets the tribe, gets their appetite going. Yeah, yeah, this has been great. I you know, really appreciate you having me on. I'd love to come back and you know, we can talk about ServiceNow performance. It's obviously an area of expertise that I've spent a lot of time on. I'd love to come back. And, and for now, how would people get in contact with you? Because I'm yeah, sure that yeah, yeah. people are just like lining up with their wallets out already. But Oh, I'm yeah. sure they are. I'm yeah. sure they are. So best thing to do is to you know, go to our website. It has our contact information. We're at mm -hmm. dotwalk.io and uh, it has all our contact information you can also sign up this is a self-service demo mm -hmm. that i showed before yeah come here if you fill out this form you're going to be able to demo it in five minutes it's not like fill it out and wait for us to get back to you right you'll be able to demo right away and just check it out and and you'll get a really good idea i think of how the product works when you can be hands-on with it all right jared any last words for the audience no i love you guys i guess you know i've been <laughs> working in the ecosystem forever i know so many of you and it's a great community so hey. i love you guys oh man i was so happy to have you on jared so again folks the problem jared and dot walk solve is universal. There's not a single ServiceNow customer that doesn't face the issue of needing automated tests. 
Second, it solves the problem by an order of magnitude. We're talking months to hours conversion. It's like racing a Ferrari against a tricycle. Third, it only enhances an existing ServiceNow component. It does not compete with it, so no risks of collisions. Now you can see the shift in the market. ServiceNow is becoming that top five app for more and more accounts. So if you're a customer that wants to take a huge risk factor out of your ServiceNow operations, or if you're a partner looking for a competitive advantage, be sure to check out Jarrett and the DotWalk crew, but make sure to tell them that the Duke sent you.